Good morning. Here we are again on our Thursday morning live for episode number 22 of Energised You. Question and answers with Shane and Ray. We have a very special guest here today, a uh, close friend of both of ours, Jake and Ash. Now, Jake, uh, we've known Jake for many years. Yeah, I'd be going on 10 years. training partner yeah. in uh, Jiu-Jitsu and Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, Jake's a very young, 34 now. You know, very athletic. He is another person dedicated to keeping herself fit. Looks after herself. Enthusiastic and alive. She's a mother of three children. Three children. Recently married. Yeah. Recently married. And so, uh, you know, what we're finding is we're really attracting people to come and talk to you with health as their priority. Yep. And Jay has a wonderful qualification of a long time in nursing. Yep. As a registered nurse with a specialty in diabetes now. Diabetes education and Masters of Health Education. Yeah, great. Yep. So today we're going to talk about how diabetes could affect you, what we can do for prevention, yep. uh, and what we can do lifestyle, sure. looking at how to remedy things. Sure. It's, it's, it's a 100%, it's a really common type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. as, as you know, Jade being the expert at it. It's a really common thing that's popping up a lot now yeah. with the, the lifestyles that we're living, with the diet that we're, you know, that we're not eating or that's eating right. too much of and too little of. So anyway, and as we said before, Jade's um, a, good, a great friend of mine, a long time, um, you know, probably going on 10 years. I've had the privilege of training her uh, younger son, old, or oldest son, shall I say now, Levi, from a young age, about five. Um, Jade's always been someone that's been a client of mine on and off over the years. Very intelligent, very health-based, you know what I mean? Like, well, she's more educated than I am, all these both are, but anyway. And, um, you know, we got, we were having, hanging out, doing a bit of training a few Sundays ago, and um, we started talking about, and, you know, Jade's seen a couple of our streams, she said, I'd like to come on and share my knowledge. So, um, yeah, I'm once again going to be the thorn between two roses, and um, Jade will let you introduce yourself and what we're going to talk about today. Yes. So I'm Jade Garmash, um, I'm a credentialed diabetes educator and a member of the ADEA. Uh, today we're going to have a little bit of a talk about type 2 diabetes uh, and what that is and how it can affect you and how you can prevent um, that. So there's many forms of diabetes, there's type 1, there's type 2, there's Modi, Lada, pre-diabetes and gestational diabetes. Yep. But uh, 280 people in Australia a day are getting diagnosed wow. with diabetes. That's huge. Wow. Absolutely. 280 a day. I believe that too. Yeah. yeah. 85% of that Preventable. is type 2 diabetes, yeah. which is preventable. Or lifestyle. Lifestyle factors. Mm. So it can be hereditary, can be one cause of that, but most of it is diet and exercise, and that is completely preventable. So with diet and exercise, you're able to increase your insulin um, sensitivity, stop the insulin resistance. So I've got a little sheet for people here to understand about diabetes. Do you want me to take it a bit closer up to the thing so everyone can see? So this one here talks about when we eat carbohydrates, well, what happens to our body? So you can see up the top of there. Up here for you? Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can have a look at it. So if people don't understand what foods have got carbohydrates in them, then this is the, the first problem. Yeah. Our body turns carbohydrates straight into sugar. Mm-hmm. So you can think of carbohydrate as sugar. So there's five food groups. There's the grains, there's the fruit, the dairy, the vegetables, and the meat. 
And three of those food groups have got carbohydrates in them. Yeah, That's the grains. Yeah. And take out your potato, sweet potato, corn, and put them in your grains, which is your bread, your rice, your pasta. Fruit, carbohydrates. Dairy, except for cheese, is carbohydrates. Yeah. Now, if you're eating over the Australian guidelines to help the eating of those carbohydrate amounts, and you've got a risk factor for type 2 diabetes, you're likely to progress on to get it. Yeah. So when you eat a carbohydrate and you're diabetic, your body turns it straight to sugar, as everyone else's does. But here's where the problem lies. Your body puts it into your blood, and your blood is full of sugar now. So what happens then is that the blood detects that there's glucose in it, and it sends off a message to your pancreas to say that, get the glucose out, it can't sit in here. Okay, it's going to send your sugars high. The pancreas originally would send out an insulin, but you're only born with so many of these cells, and after they're gone, they're gone. They don't come back, and that's a myth about diabetes. It sends an insulin out, an insulin attaches to the glucose. Uh, originally, it takes it through the cell for your body to use as energy to pump your heart, keep your body moving. But with diabetes, when you've got lots of adipose tissue, which is a lovely word for, but once you get adipose around this receptor, it doesn't realise that insulin is trying to push the glucose through. It bounces back into the blood. So the fat around the cells is actually blocking yeah, it blocks the natural it. production. Yeah. And if you're not exercising... Breaking it down. Breaking it down and getting rid of that fat, it doesn't know the insulin's trying to put the glucose through into your cell for energy. Right. The other thing that exercise does is makes it more sensitive to the insulin being there. Once that sugar's in your blood, you get what we call hyperglycemia. Yeah. And yeah. that's yeah. where the sugar is sitting in the type 2 diabetic's blood and just not going into their cells mm. for energy. Yeah. They're lethargic and they want to eat more. Yeah. Because yeah. I think. I need some energy. Yeah. Now, me being uneducated here, this has got a lot to do with visceral fat. Yes. Yeah. Because well. it's um, you know, when we do um, back into my realm, when we do bias scans, they mm. give us a, a ranking on visceral fat. Now, obviously, you're much more educated than me, but for me, that's the fat that clogs up the inside of the arteries. Yeah, and this is what happens. Glue. Yeah. Yeah, the sticky fat. Yeah, sticky. Up. Sticky fat. And also that part of that is where does that glucose go that sits yeah. in there? That glucose turns into a thick fatty thing that mm. sits in your arteries, your veins, yeah. and all your capillaries and yeah. decreases your blood flow. Yeah. And that causes huge mm. complications yeah. uh, systemically for type 2 diabetes. And basically what sugars that the, like the liver can't deal with as well, it'll just go... Let's store this as fat. Yep. And so yeah. It's stored in and that's where people get fatty liver. Yeah. And it's yeah. all it's just this constant cycle of eating, not getting it into your cell, it's sitting mm. in your blood, it yep. sticks to your arteries and your veins, yep. just like super glue. Yeah. So we get to this point of it and, and I see my clients all the time, it's this insulin resistance. Yeah, yeah it's huge. I, I it's it's huge. It's like a body default. Yes. The body's yep. gone into a situation where it's become static and it doesn't no, yeah. how to yeah. change anymore. Yeah. And so you've got to really sort of step in. You've got to shock it. Pretty radical stuff yeah. to mm. make 
lifestyle changes. So you're in neutral site, you have to reboot the computer. Yeah, you yep. do. And yep. you've got to get rid of that fat that's sitting around that receptor site. You know, joining the gym here, yep. getting into some boxing, something that you love doing yep. to decrease that adipose mm. tissue and increase your insulin sensitivity is one of the main things that you can do. Sure. So we know that exercise is, is you know, a, a great yep. tool in the yeah. toolbox for actually changing that default mechanism. Yeah. Yep. But then of course there's a lot to do with diet. Nutrition, Absolutely, yeah. it's that diet, it's the nutrition. So we don't say count your carbohydrates, but in one day you should have a maximum of five serves from the grains group. And when you hear what a serve yeah. is, you really start thinking. Yeah. One serve is one piece of bread, and half a cup of anything else from that group. Wow. Five is a maximum per, yep. per day. Two pieces of fruit per day. So if you're going to boost and you think that you're having a healthy yeah. diet. Yeah. Five, five, five serves in it's with the jumbo. One yeah. jumbo and then you've got ice cream on top. And then three from the dairy. And three, uh, one serve is just one cup. So, yeah. and everything else should be from your green, leafy, yeah. vegetables, White meat. your meats. Yeah. With, you know, if you, you lean fish, meat, yeah. fish yeah. and things like that. Yeah. All the other stuff that Hungry Jacks, burgers, lollies, this is a sometimes once a week food. Yep. Because they increase the sugar uh, in, in the system and it gets stuck in the blood. And it's the idea people. of the, the empty carbs, uh, and that is yeah. like your bread rolls, your white bread, yeah. your white grains, yeah. you know, having your donut, and yeah. Yeah. empty carbs full of sugar. They're high yeah. sugar. Yeah. They're high sugar, exactly right. And once that high sugar gets into your body, it peaks like this into the blood, and the pancreas, once you've burnt all those cells out that we were talking about, it can't cope. Mm. So where does this extra sugar go? As Shane said, it gets stuck in your blood. Yep. And yep. it causes systemic problems. Where does it get stuck? Everywhere. It gets stuck in the back of your eyes and can cause blindness. Oh, glaucoma. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, not glaucoma, but blindness. Oh. It can get stuck into your brain and yep. cause your stroke. This is interesting because me and Raven brought this up, and I and I tell you what, I, I I practically see this, and I'm not putting down people that are really overweight here, okay? But Ray brought up something about eight episodes, said that people that are obese, it's shown, and this I want a scientific answer to this, that their brain actually gets smaller from all the fatty deposits. Now, is yes. is that true? <laughs> there is um, some research at the moment that does suggest that. Yes. Yep. But particularly in regards to type 2 diabetes, if you are decreasing the blood flow in your brain, yep. and if blood carries oxygen and nutrients to the tissue around it, yep. we don't have to be a scientist to think, well, if I don't have oxygen and nutrition flowing in my brain... It's not going to work as well. It's not going to yeah. function as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important. And it was, it was these studies in, in the state by Dr. Armin. And, uh, 150,000 brain scans, mm. and they were finding that yeah, the more weight you put on, the actual size of the brain and its physical shrinking, but also functional shrinking. Functional, yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're recruiting. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. functional shrinkage, um, and once you've got decreased blood flow up there or anywhere in your body, well, it's not that's getting right. the nutrition and the food that it needs to well, sustain. And also, I mean, the brain is ahead of your central nervous, nervous system, every motor sensory. Motion, physical. Function, very organs, yeah. So, so Jade, I've got a, a good question because look, one about this. It's so funny how this 
show of ours constantly goes back to mindset. You know what I mean? Like every show, we do, I think there's some part of it. How do you, like from a scientific approach and from your perspective, how do you see mindset being affected with diabetes and, and you know, the impact? Because, um, you know, like you deal with it on a day-to-day basis. I mean, yeah. I might see it once every you know, two or three months here of a client and, you know, can't mention names here, but confidentially. And not, I'm, I'm sure not all of them tell me either. I'm sure a lot of them would yeah. do it and, and not tell me. But what are the impacts on people in regards to their, you know, psychology, mindset that you've seen in your years well, of expertise? Uh, part to do with it, yeah. the psychology behind it, because if you're not motivated to make that change and you don't have the proper support to do it, you, you're on a pathway to nowhere. Oh, yeah. You need to have motivation from Jim. You need to find out psychologically why are you having the habits of eating unhealthy food? Yep. Is it something to do with emotional distress? Is it post-traumatic stress disorder? Yep. Have you got some problems with uh, relationships or life or is it just something that you've been brought up in a lifestyle around that and you can't break the habits. habits this motivation to break the habit is a huge problem and is the first step it's in my job it's yeah. my job it's yeah. yeah. my job yeah. yeah it's our job our yeah. job yeah it's all about identifying what are your poor daily habits and replacing it with healthy. Damn and this is one of the things that Shane Gregory does here. One of the first times I came to train at Shane's gym, he sat me down and said, what's your motivation? And that's a big question. Some people can burst into tears with this. Oh, they do. Yeah, they, they do. The why, why, why are you here? Why are you here? Yeah. What's your goal? And yeah. how are you going to go about doing that? These all have to align and have someone that's going to motivate you. Ray, um, you can do that. Shane can do that. Accountability. Accountability. Yeah. And I, I will add to, I think a big part of what I've, I've added, because like I constantly work on my mindset. I think we yeah. all do. We are, I mean, as people that are, you know, look, health. reasonably health yeah. orientated, yeah. successful in their own way, in ways, and, you know, I think the biggest part I'm seeing a lot of what's really helped me is just podcasts and constantly reinforcing. Mm. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a consistent, it's like being fit. You don't go to the gym once and see the results for, 30, 60, 40, 50, 60 years after it, it's a consistent habit of, of good habits. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just the, you know, tuning into the, listening to the right things, hanging around the right yeah. people, eating the right food, being educated in the right way, knowing what you, you know, and, and researching, you know, like I'm, I'm actually quite intrigued. I knew Jaber's coming in and I've had a little bit to do with clients with type two diabetes, but it's a really good opportunity for probably, and this is a good one, Jay, because a lot of people out there that are probably watching right now are probably 30 plus professionals that, yeah. are, you know, probably six to seven out of 10, I wouldn't say are optimally healthy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? In, in probably what I would give my definition. What are some really good tips you would give? I mean, you've talked to exercise, nutrition, yeah. mindset, but let's be specific here, okay? Let's talk to mums, okay? Yeah. So, because you are a mum, a mother of three, it's a talk to mum because I, I, I probably 80% of my clients are, yeah. are 35, 40 plus mums, you know, yeah. our demographic. So what would you say some really good tips are as a mum to other yeah. mums for, you know, health, but also preventing going down the track of type 2 diabetes? Absolutely. So it's about preparation. Yep. So you've got to do that food prep at the start of the week because mums, you are all busy. Yep. You don't have time for yourself in the week. You get up in the morning, you go, go, go yep. with your yep. kids. 
If you are not ready with meals prepped in the, the fridge, which Shane can definitely help you with that meal preparation kind of thing, what to put in your lunch boxes, the kids' lunch boxes, you've got to get up and go in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Grab whatever they've told you to put in your box, stick it in your bag, stick it in the kids' bags and go. Yep. Because if you don't, you'll be driving around. Gee, I thought I was crazy jacks. telling people to do this for the last 12 years. It's simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not simple to do. No, it's oh, hard to do. You know, it's hard to teach It's not hard. It's not yeah. hard to do. It's hard work. Yes. Sunday cook up. You need to start your routine with yep. not driving out without your lunch and your kids' lunches, and then stopping off at Macca's. and once you've got a routine away. of doing this, it's hard to break it. Sure. You need to sit down with someone like Shane and talk about how are you going to break these habits. Yep. Once you've done it for three or four weeks. Your new habit is going to be days, made. Seven days so to ladies, <laughs> mums, yep. preparation is number one yep. for you. Yep. It's not only preparation with your food, but getting to a routine for your children around sleep times, into the routine of when do I go to the gym? Yep. Get your kids into the routine of coming here for Shane's morning class, sticking them in the pen out there, they'll get used to it, and you get a full hour of exercise. You're going to increase your um, sensitivity factors yep. and get rid of that adipose tissue, which we're yeah. all looking to do. Yeah, because I found it super interesting. Like, I did a talk here two months ago, and my mum, I got up and I had to go to the gym with her at five o'clock in the morning. Like, she literally is like, get up, you're coming. I'm like, all right, yeah. so, I'm like, all right, I'm sitting in the corner. And the amount, and Jade, the thing I really respect about you is, you know, you, know, you are a personal friend. But you're someone that's never let your kids get in the way of your own health and fitness. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You've worked around, and I'm not saying yeah. you neglect, you definitely neglect your children. Obviously, they're looked after, and Levi's a great kid, and, and I haven't had a lot to do with your two new children. But, you know, it's, it's something I really admire in someone because so many women do it. Mm. You know, it's such a high percentage of women, that, and it's so frustrating because you want to help them. But, yeah. like, and I, you know, I don't necessarily, I mean, my mum was. I love my mum, but she was like pretty my way or the highway sort of thing. But like I said, I really respect women that, you know, I, there's some women that train at my gym that have poor kids that work three jobs and they're still here every day. And that's how you are the role model. Your kids are watching you all day. Who do they learn from? It's you, mum. My mum. So when they see mum out hey. there and mum is fit, mum's out there hitting pads with Shane yep. Gregory, mum yep. is eating healthy food, yep. they want to be like you. That's right. But if you are the role model that's popping off to Hungry Jacks, you're not motivated, you're sitting yep. at home, your children are then at risk of diabetes, metabolic that's disorder. Right. Yeah. So if you love your kids, I need you to get them out there, get them into the lifestyle, get them into the passion of health, fitness, and all the things that are going to increase their wellness for their lifestyle. I heard a really interesting thing from a, a friend of mine. I went and did, it was like a motivational seminar. Mm. And it's like kids see what you do, not what you say. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, yeah. Africa, what I found was a bit of a frightening stat at one stage of doing some research. And it was that things like heart disease are actually set up in children between the ages of like four and eight. Yeah. So the yeah. damage can start. Yes. And, and we think, oh, okay, they're, you know, vital for the things, but that's your responsibility as, as parents. Yes, one as in three children at primary school are developing type 2 diabetes. Wow. From, <laughs> that's, from the yeah. poor lunch boxes that, who does the shopping? It's yeah, the mum. Yeah. We and are putting the, food. You know, the nutrition of the parents 
pre-pregnancy and yeah. during pregnancy is going to affect the nutritional health. Oh, make oh, sure. makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So much our responsibility yeah. to do that. Kids don't do their own shopping. So who's putting the food no, in the no, shopping no, trolley? No, no. We yeah, have to I... ask who <laughs> is now responsible yeah. for creating one in three children in primary school in Australia will be developing Type yeah. 2 diabetes. So while we're guilting you... <laughs> oh, we're making you feel... No. That's good. That's why, why good. Why is it that it's now over 60% of the Australian population is overweight or obese? Mm. We've now overtaken the United America. States of America. Which was, that's a uh, scary fact too. Because yeah, I've been to America and I can't... Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a scary fact. Now it's interesting. Yeah. Like, I left Australia in, in 1980 as, as a young lawyer and went out of city. And when I left Australia, my impression of people were more, you know, people were built like us. People were, you know, fit, young, outdoors, going about their things. When I came back 22 years later, people were fat. And I thought, what's what happened? The, what happened? What's I left, look how it fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that 20 years, and what happened, I went to America in 1976, I think it was, and saw the first fast food, McDonald's and things like that. But wow, glitzy bright lights. And when I left Australia, we didn't have a lot of that. When I came back, we had just infiltrated with it. Infiltrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes. has driven us to the unfortunate, unhealthy state. And it, the children are more recognising the sign of Maccas than the sign of the cross these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, religion. Yeah, the gold really? matches, yeah. Wow. Are well recognised in so. children. So parents, you know, we're the ones, we're in the control seat, the driving seat, particularly yeah. when they're, they're so young. And it is our responsibility to not just take the easy path. Mm. Oh, I'll yeah. just give them this swing. I always, look, you know, I grew up, I went to the dentist and you did a good job, you didn't play, you were given a sweep. He's a toffee up. These things as treats. These things aren't treats, these things are poisons. Mm. They are. They're the toxins to the body. Yeah. If we look at, you know, avoid things that hurt you and include things that help you. Well, unfortunately, yeah, high sugar things are things that hurt you. Why Absolutely. Are we and if you want to treat and you love your family, treat them with health mm. and long life, not treat them with shortening their life and unhealthy yeah. foods and Absolutely. habits. Are you seeing a lot of kids get diagnosed with type 2 diabetes? Is that common or um, just yeah. as, a, as a curiosity? Because we're talking about all this. I, don't, just, you, I mean, you've got the data. You're around it a lot more. Uh, we don't see at the moment, but they're saying by 2020 when we start testing, they're assuming that one in three are going to be type 2 diabetic. Wow. So this is what the research is predicting for the future just based on yeah. weight so, uh, of children yeah. in that. If age. you guys, if you're out there, you should tag a mum. I'm telling you, right yeah. tag a mum. Tag, and not because they're good or bad, but you should tag a mum because they really need to. Like, there was really good. When we had your wife, Suzanne, you know, and I love getting mums on here because, you know, I know for me, a lot of people that are on my social media are females and that. And, um, you know, like, I think as males, we can be empathetic, but it's a lot, we, we, we don't produce children, you know what I mean? Like, well, we do, but we don't, you know. We don't create them, but um, but yeah, and, and like I said, it was before without. But it's just really good to get Jade on and someone that's you know over beaten that mindset battle of having you know three children. Now yeah. when I first met you at one, and now you've got three, and you still, um, you're still getting your training and eating Absolutely. well, as and you can I've see. Got, um, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. 
Yeah. So mums, get back to it as soon as you can. Six months, you got cheese. And she's very hard rolled in jujitsu and yeah. smacked me and kicked me in the head. Yeah. Jay, time. Jay, I used to be scared of Jay when yeah. we used to spar years ago. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up with that, episode 22. Give us a one, guys, on Facebook if you're watching this live. Give us a two if you're watching the time. And also, tag a mum. You know, tag a mum. Or share this. And some people don't like being tagged on, on social. And or just PM this to them on... Because I think it's a lot of value. It was really good. Thank you, Jade, for coming along. You're amazing. We're definitely going to have to get you on again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Suzanne as well. We're definitely. I think we need more um, females on this show. Yeah, definitely. we're going yeah, oh, Ray's just too much of a yang energy for me. But anyway, I'll wrap it up with that. Have a good day. Thank you, Jade. Thank you. Thank you. See you. Bye. 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 Production manager and yeah, who refuses to be a guest on our show, but we're we're gonna work on that over the over the months and years. We all live. We all live. Live. Great. Welcome again. Welcome. Another episode of Energize You. Question and answer with Shane and Ray. This is actually episode number twenty four. Twenty four. And we had a lot of uh, interesting questions today about yep. really posted towards mums and what do you do in terms of. Nutrition, nutrition yes. and how do you cope with being in a family and having nutrition for yourself and your family, yes. making it wholesome and healthy. Yes. Take yes. it away, Shane. Yeah, team. And so pretty much what we're going to be doing now is on uh, the Wednesday before our show, we're going to be posting a question on Facebook. And, um, you know, like we've been going very mummy, mum thing the last few. Like I said, probably the benefit of my business and I, I can't speak for you Ray but I know you we work closely together is we work with a lot of mums you know what I mean yeah, like we work with a, yeah, yeah we work with a lot of mums and, and you know we're both very female friendly we love females you know like my mum is my favourite person in the world so um, and my sister and my wife to be so um, what's really cool is we're going to go for a little bit of theme a little bit we're going to post a question on Facebook and we've got some responses so we want to answer them actually individually for people to add a bit of value, and we're gonna make the show a little bit shorter. We're gonna do between 12 to 15 minutes. We're gonna do three questions, then we go bam, bam, bam. So, the uh, question we posted yesterday was, mums, what challenges do you have with nutrition and feeding the family? Which mm-hmm. is a very common, um, you know, what generally I find as a personal trainer, is most of the times the mum neglect themselves, and feed the kids really well, yep. and feed themselves crap, or vice versa, or both. You know what I mean? So it's about getting that synchronicity of the whole family eating healthily, yep. which is a challenge. You know what I mean? Like Ray, you know, you brought up a couple of kids. Two boys, yep. absolutely. And, um, you know, I will be going down that track again soon. So this is actually quite educational. So the first one we've got is from Megan O'Kane, which is one of our great clients that trains hey, here beyond. Hey, Megan. Nice to, thanks for the question. And the comment was kids not wanting to try new things, having to make different meals for the kids and time. Okay, right. so yeah. right, interesting. What would your two cents be on that? Well, look, my perspective is going to be a bit different because <clears throat> you know I was brought up in, in the night, I was born in the nineteen fifties, and so food in those days was very different to what is available for kids these days. Hundred percent. We, yeah, we simply did not have a lot of processed foods. Yep. And, and so uh, our foods were very wholesome. My parents are Italian and uh, they in fact owned a restaurant one stage, so we had lots of good nutritious yep. 
food. And but I still remember the complaint in my family, I was one of four children, was Ray was always the one that was putting the herbs aside. So we'd have pasta fairly often. Of course. And, and you know, I'd be picking out the rosemary and then picking out the, the anything fine. green in there and I'd be sticking it to the side of the plate. Uh, and of course then as a group, I, I agree to love those things. Yep. So the point is for me is that any child is going to have something they that like they like and, and some things that they dislike. Yep. Uh, some of those things are going to be really good and healthy for them and you're going to fester and fuss and think, oh my God, they're not getting their stuff. But I think the main thing to remember is that kids are so resilient. Yeah. Kids are strong. I mean, you think about your own upbringing, all the terrible stuff you did to yourself probably, and you survived it and you yep. revived and adapted. Uh, with my own kids, we brought them up pretty much totally vegetarian till the ages of seven or eight. Okay. So the key is, if you can, those first seven or eight years... Get into good habits. So, you know, it's, it's setting up for, for strength and ability as a family yeah. because, look, it's things like heart disease, etc., can set in while, by the time you're age five or six. Yeah. So I'm just going to say to your parents, look, be really food conscious. If you're feeding your children crap, you're not going to have a strong, healthy adult when they grow up. Yep. You know, and you're going to regret that. So now's the time, even when they're going, ah, I don't want to do this, and oh, can't I just have that chocolate thing, giving them something that's simple and easy and sweet, well, you're not really doing them or yourselves any favours. Sure. You? Cool. So that's my tough line. Perfect. Is, you know, suck it up, figure yeah. out something good. Good. So I'm going to go pretty similar, but I'll share. So what my mum and dad worked out with me is if they put, like, I was a fussy, I was, I was a nightmare of a kid's feed up to about 10, 11, 12, 13. Because I only really like potatoes and onions, I wouldn't eat carrots, I wouldn't eat cauliflower, I wouldn't eat any vegetables, I love meat, you know? Um, any sort of meat besides fish, I still that's the only thing I don't eat, unfortunately, for whatever reason. Um, it must mean I was one of the people Neanderthals from in the middle, not on the coast, whatever, from 5,000 years ago. But what they worked out is making broths and soups and casseroles was the best ways to get that included, um, you know, beef. Um, you know, my dad, he's stewed, he still makes it. God bless his cotton socks. The only thing he ever used to cook it because mum did a lot of the cooking, dad worked, um, was a big stew and it had potatoes, veg, like broccoli, carrot. I, as a kid, didn't realise. So I'm like, oh, dad's stew, yeah, 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 tonight. But if they would have cooked me a bit of steak and put uh, anything but potatoes and onions, say they put a bit of broccoli, okay, I wouldn't eat it. But if I put it into uh, a, like a casserole or broth, and that's why I, I'm a big fan of broths, as you know, I, yeah. I, I eat a lot of broths myself. They're very healthy, they're a very Asian oriental way of eating, yeah. which I, I found my diet, especially from some of your coaching over the years, Ray, is a different, my own education. My diet's gone very oriental over the last five to 10 years, I would say, the last five years especially. So yeah, that was one trick we did. Now the other thing too with parents is suck it up. Like, you know, what you should do is rather than go, oh no, my kids won't eat that, eat what your kids eat. So if your kids like eating potato, you eat potato. If your kids like eating bananas, you eat bananas. If your kids, but it's about giving them healthy choices and working around your kids rather than kids working around you. That's just selfish, you know what I mean? I think most parents are lazy, to be really honest. Most of my clients are lazy when it comes to nutrition. They think, oh, it's too hard, I can't do two. Well, simplify it. Like, if your child 
likes eating sugar, it's because you've introduced that into their diet. Yeah. And yeah. exactly what Ray said. Look, from a young age, when like me and Jen, my partner, we've talked about having children, I'm like, they're not eating shit. You know, they're not they're not gonna get but my mum, God bless cotton socks, I grew up on cocoa pops. Yeah. One of the worst possible meals you could have for breakfast. Now, I, if I was to have a mouthful, it would probably nearly literally make me feel sick. And I loved it as a kid, but it was those bad habits that were put into Like, my parents did good and bad things nutrition-wise, and they didn't have the education That's back then. Right. It's not wrong or right, but the problem, what the, the thing is now is that parents are not instilling good habits in the kids, and they'd rather go and buy a 24-packet of Smith's chips rather than go and cut up some avocado and carrot and make a homestead for their kids, it's because they're lazy. You know what I mean? And it's pretty simple, and 80% of the population are lazy. And I know most people aren't gonna like this, but what my answer to that is, you work around what your kid likes eating. So if your kid likes eating potatoes, you eat potatoes. If your kids like eating fish, you eat fish. If your kids like eating steak, you eat steak. Then what happens is, is because you're basing on putting good nutrition tips into your children, you follow them rather than follow you because most people eat like crap. You know what I mean? And that's because of the last 30 years. Marketing, when I grew up, Nutrigrain was sold. I'm like, Nutrigrain is one of the worst things yeah. to feed yourself. Nutrigrain was the Iron Man. They used to be Hendy and remember the ads? You know, like Nutrigrain and Just Right. Those breakfast cereals are full of sugar, they're full of crap, they're so full of everything. Empty carbs and sugar. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, what I think is about installing good habits in your kids from the start. And then you working around what your kids eat rather than any other way around. That would be my answer. Yeah. I mean, I'd just add to that that, you know, what you've got to do within that as well is that uh, if you're eating what your kids are eating, provided you know, it's good and healthy, then you can add in your own stuff that you need oh, of course. individually for that. And the of idea course. of, uh, you know, most kitchens will have a blender in these stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like blending stuff up. Yeah, blending stuff up. Casserole, soups, broths. And yeah. Exactly. And, Put stuff into like yeah, if, if you're extra. making uh, you know, chicken rissoles and things like that, where you add in garlic, little bits of pieces yeah, in chili, yeah, well, 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 so you can adapt it. And uh, you know, Shane's saying, look, you know, it's the Asian style eating and the Mediterranean style eating are really sort of like for longevity. Uh, now we're seeing big changes in China now as we sell them more dairy products. They're becoming uh, fat. Yeah, they're becoming the most type 2 diabetics in the world wow. in China now and this is post the introduction of all Western, well, Western style food. Yeah. eating. So you've got to look at that really. Yeah, yeah. interesting. But right. the highest saturated fat is in cheese. Yeah, cool. I'm coming from an Italian background, yeah, there's cheese yeah, around yeah, the yeah. house growing yeah. up, yeah. but balance of lots of green leafy vegetables That's and olive it. oils yeah. as well. It's, like as I said, there's a very, the, the Sicilian diet, or the Italian diet is, is very calorie dense but it's very healthy. As well, can be, yeah. yeah. Depends on what you have. Oh, I bet that's cool. Next, I've got a question from Brie Cleveland. Having easy, quick, healthy stuff to prepare when time for. Okay, yeah. for the family. So, um, great. Go first. Well, once again, it's all a matter of how organised or not organised yeah. you are. I mean, my tendency is when I cook, I do cook like an Italian in terms of I cook in preparation for just in case a guest comes over. Yeah. There's plenty of extra food, yeah. and so I will cook. Uh, so that that meal lasts several days yep. in terms of you know leftovers and you can reapply it and do different things. So for me, and, and I know for myself, if I go uh, to the fridge and there's nothing fresh that I can have a snack on, well, yep. I'm going to start looking for something that's not so good for me. Yep. So, yep. and I just, look, I operate on the basis of out of sight, out of mind. 100%. So I don't keep the crap in a pantry. I, I've 
posted in our own groups before, my pantry looks like a, a Zen monastery compared to most pantries yeah. in terms of what's yeah. in there. Uh, if I had, uh, you know, if there was some sort of devastation and we had to live on our stored food, well, we'd last about three days from the food in the fridge because I do not have a lot of tin stuff. Yeah, you don't have preservatives laden food. Yeah, 100%. So what I would add this as well as breathe is like, and uh, further down the comment, you said you don't have time to repair and you have to make the time. You know what I mean? Have you got the time to have a shower in the morning? Have you got time to, um, you know, go to the gym? Have you got yeah. time to go to work? You've got one, like, honestly, I, well, and I have this problem too, so I can definitely help. I have a lot of empathy and compassion for people who lack of time, because I can tell you right now, I work a minimum of 60 to 70 hours, or so I would say a minimum of 60 hours a week. I also do a lot of commuting with my work now, so I'm traveling a lot. So one of the things I find really easy are slow cookers, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's literally, like, Brie, what I would say to you is get two or three pressure cookers, slow cookers, or if you want to go up to a Thermomix or, you know, whatever, yeah, you can just grab a bunch of veggies, you grab a bunch of meat, you just throw it in there, and four hours later, voila. Yeah. And know? look, you know, like, I, I make uh, bone broth out of, I don't eat mammal meat, I don't eat beef, cows, yep, but, yep. but I do eat chicken and fish, so I make bone broths out of those, so long cooked bone yeah, broth. Yeah. And then I'll use what I have and then I'll put the rest in, in the freezer yeah, yeah, so I can bring it out and chop off yeah. a bit and just have that bone broth yeah. at different times. And Brie, what I would also say too is what's on top of doing like the pressure cooker, like the slow cooker situation. Another thing I like to do, this is back when I was single before I met Jen, my, my, uh, my fiance does a 95% of our meal prep, does 98% of our cooking, I'm super lucky, she eats healthy, we both eat healthy together. But I was single for three years before I met her. And what, okay. one of my other little hacks I used to love doing was actually hard boiling about 12 eggs. I love eggs. Eggs are one no, of my yeah. favorite yeah. things. So I would hard boil 12 eggs. It would take me four minutes. Yeah. Okay, so what, and then how I used to do it, I used to have a slow cooker. I'd make up a big veggie broth with some maybe minced turkey or white meat with it. And while that was on, I would go and throw a dozen eggs in the saucepan, boil them, up and down, and that's it. And within five minutes or so, I've drained the water. I've got 12 little snacks there that I can use, or you can make them up for breakfast. You know, you can yep. cut them up and make them into little wraps. Um, I think also we um, time efficient fruit and vegetables, like, you know, avocado is a great snack. Yep. You know, um, you know apples, seasonal, seasonal fruit and vegetables. I think also another good one is to, even if you don't like have the time to make your own hummus, yep. you can buy an organic or a, a great hummus, is to chop up a bunch of carrot sticks. And like, I'll give you a system right now. Put 12 eggs in a, in a saucepan, have a slow cooker going, and then cut up half a dozen pieces of, of vegetable and fruit, put them all in your thing, and I'll take a maximum of one hour, and there's your milk I've done for the week. Yeah. Or 70 to 80% of it, and then maybe having a fruit bowl full of veggies and fruit or whatever. And then obviously, if you're gonna juice, you can make up a liter and take 200 mils per day. Everything is about mass production and time efficiency. And, and you know, I personally know Brie myself, which is a lovely person, she works full-time with a hairdresser, she's got children, she's got family, but you have to put that time aside, because what will happen if you don't do it, is you will go to McDonald's, or not, and yeah. you will go to a takeaway, okay. you will go to a cafe, yeah. and then what you eat, you don't know what's in it, and you generally pick the least healthiest, quickest option, which is very common. I don't know about that for yourself, but that's what we probably see on the common yeah. thing. Is there anything else you want to Look, I would just say, look, for me, the principle always is, you know, don't do things that hurt you, do things that help you. Yes. So in terms of your, your cooking, 
your food, but particularly that you're feeding your kids as well, don't do things that you know, and if you don't know, you need to educate yourself no. that are going to hurt them and do things that are going to help them. Okay. Remember, that nice big glass of pure orange juice is not in the healthy option. No. That is dense, packed with sugar. sugar. Yes. Natural fruit sugar, but it's too much. You're not going to shove four or five oranges in, your in mouth their face at one time. No. So that needs to be well diluted to like a, you know 25% the rest of the water sure. if you want to have sure. it. So educate yourself or tell And um, I would also add to that as well is um, having water on you. And the next, well, this will lead into the next question. So anyway, Brie, I hope that helps. Look, I have so much empathy and compassion for um, yourself and mothers in the same thing. They're working long hours. Yep. They've got kids to feed, but there's a lot of there's a lot of tips. And literally, because I know you come to the gym regularly, just a client of ours. If you can put two to three hours aside to go to the gym, I'm sure you can put an hour aside once a week to prepare. And not about weighing it and preparing it and packaging, doing the macro base. Okay, I don't think most people would have the time or patience to do that. But literally, just having that mass production of healthy food ready to go. Yep. And then you set up for the week. You know what I mean? Like I don't know about you, Ray, but for me in a business context, I plan my week on a Saturday. I've got my PT session booked in, all my meetings, you know, time to do um, you know, my marketing, time yep. to do my admin, time to do this. And you have to treat your food as the same, you have to treat it like a business. Because if you don't hurry. Yeah, but you don't. Like plan I mean, plan to a point, you know what yep. I mean? I mean some people, you know, like I've got certain clients that will literally every little thing is planned and all, and that's fine. But you've got to find your happy point. But you have to. You have to. If you fail to prepare, you'll prepare to fail. Absolutely. No, I think we're going to run out of time. Cool. Right? Very quickly. Drinking yeah. enough water. Last one. So Sue Cooper Gray. Drinking enough Thanks, water. Sue. Okay. So Sue. So here we go. This is the answer. Look what we're doing. Okay. Me and Ray will always have a water bottle that is not plastic. Okay. Okay. Well, this is glass. All right. Yep. Within us, within arm's reach, at all times of the day. Yeah, okay, absolutely. It's pretty simple. Now, when it comes to with the kids, right? Obviously, look, I was an ADD kid. I was crazy. I don't know. This will work. You've got to instill the value of them drinking water consistently. Okay, from a young age. You know, look, my mum, God bless her, cotton soaks. She was a bit of a hard ass, but she held me to account, and I think that's why I'm so disciplined, and it's helped me be successful in parts of my life. And I think that's what parents need to do these days. Not monocolor your kids, not take the easy version of giving them a can of Coke. Look, have a glass of Coke once a week as a treat. That's like, you know what, hey, you've been a really good kid this week. Or no, I'm going to take you up on that. Oh, okay. Well, Toxic stuff should not be a oh, treat. Well, 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 Don't high, think it's a treat. High sugar, whatever. Okay, I'm saying things that, okay, well, I'll work sorry. Things that aren't optimally healthy, like water and yep. green leafy vegetables and white meat, the oriental Mediterranean diet should be considered a treat and should be like a once a week thing or if you're gonna take them to a McDonald's party or whatever, you know what I mean? I'm not condoning that, I'm saying it's the right thing to do, but a big problem we have is people treat eating bad food as a routine rather than as a reward, yep. you know what I mean? So it's the same thing, you have to install that into your children. They need to know that we need to be walking around with a water bottle with clean, filtered water at all times, okay? Yep. And that water is what they drink. It's not cordial, it's not and soft it's drink. Cordials, iron sugar. Iron sugar, it's not reconstituted orange juice, you yep. know, it's water, you know what I mean? And then anything else that's got a bit more sugar in it, like the glass of orange juice, 
That's treat, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a once a week, once a fortnight, once a month. But for yourself, so this is simple. Just carry this around at all times. Like have a water bottle. Another thing too, when I wake up in the morning, two glasses of water, first thing I do. Good. Yeah, look, my recommendation to everyone I treat is, uh, you know, one litre of water for every 25 kilos of your body weight per day. Increase that by about 20% if you're doing exercise. Yep. So, you know, uh, and look, the Oriental philosophy is that we should get into a sweat at least once every day. Yep. And so that means that your metabolism is speeded up, uh, the heat has risen, the internal heat in the body, and it's moving towards the outside. And that's like a flushing for your system. Yep. So, don't be concerned about uh, getting out there to do a bit of exercise to sweat. 30 minutes a day. Perfect. All right, anyway, we'll wrap it up with that. Love all the mothers out there. You know, you're, the reason, you you're the reason we're here. You know, the females of the world. They, you know, fit, oh, they're my favourite sex by far. Okay? And um, look, guys, if you've got any questions, as I said, we're going to do a bit more theme. Just notice me and Ray's Facebook on a Wednesday. This is a Facebook Live we're doing. It's also a podcast. You know? Um, if you've got any questions, you can email, like that you'd like to answer, you can email myself at shane at beyondtransformation.com.au. I'll answer them for you, or please comment underneath. Also, guys, give us a one if you're watching this live. Give us a two if you're watching this pre-recorded. And please, look, we're more than happy, Aaron. And please also share our content. So there's a little button on your phone. Most people watch this on a mobile phone. There's like, comment, share. If you click that button and write something nice, we'd really appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. All right, Ray, lead the way, sir. Good morning. Energised you, episode number 25, Five. Question and Answers with Shane and Ray. Here we are today, we've had some uh, a great host of questions came in, all to do with you know, how we tend to self-sabotage ourselves when we are setting a health and fitness goal. Uh, and, and this is a very common problem. Yep. I'll set myself a goal and then I'll get in my own way. It's like yes. you know, doing a, a running race and tripping over your own feet. Yes. Or yes. binding your feet up and then doing yes. a running race. Yes, I think, um, look, let's get straight into it, eh? Because uh, me and Ray have set ourselves a time frame of 15 minutes today. We do get excited when we talk about these topics. So, um, yeah, so look, you know, both our jobs are working with people that consistently self-sabotage. I think everyone does to a point, you know what I mean? But let's go with the first one. So we did a uh, post on my Facebook or our post yeah. yesterday. And the first uh, one we come up with was wine. So, Ray, wine. you're an Italian, you've grown yeah. up with wine. Um, you know, obviously, you don't drink a bottle of wine a day. A lot of people that did this post, I'm actually concerned we've got some alcoholics on my Facebook. Wow. But talk to us about wine and moderation and, and how not to use it as self-sabotaging. Coming because you've grown up with it. Yeah, I mean, because it is. I grew up in, a, in an Italian family. Uh, I can remember the age of, I think, 13 or so, I became a man. I was allowed to have a little splash of claret in my uh, chicken soup, naturally. So that was my introduction. Wine in the chicken soup? In the chicken soup, wow. very traditional. I had a shandy here in very, No, a very traditional uh, you know, Italian, a little bit of stuff in there. Uh, so for me, but my background, I actually went to boarding school for a year when I was 16. Um, yeah, by my own choice as well. I wanted to get out of home. And we did a hell of a lot of alcoholic binging then. Yep. In fact, we'd escape on a Saturday night and had you know, 24 acres and we'd get pissed. Yep. Um, and uh, I, at the age of 17, I gave up drinking. Oh. And so I didn't drink again until I was 23 mm -hmm. or so. Uh, 
And look, for me, I've always you know, had pretty good control over alcohol. It hasn't been a, a particular issue for me. But we know when we're doing sort of investigations of like world health and longevity, yep. that alcohol does play a big part. You know, many traditional societies, what we call the blue zones, yep. they will have... Like Canalans, yeah, Syrians, yeah, they'll yes. have some sort of alcohol with some regularity, but minimal amounts. It's yep. like a, a little aperitif or a little glass of wine post a meal, and, and that's it. Yep. Uh, Western society, we tend to, particularly our millennial group, tend to be more into binge drinking. Okay. And yes. for me, that's, that's the danger. Yep. Um, a little bit of, of alcohol, and remember, it depends on what your goals are. If yes. you're trying to lose weight, alcohol is high in sugar, got carbs in it, yes. it's, it's, a, it's a fattening product for the body. So uh, if you want to lose weight, well, that should be one of the things well, we've spoken about previously, if you don't want to, if you want to improve, don't do things that hurt you, do things that help you. Mm -hmm. So alcohol in excess would be a thing that would hurt cool. you for that content. Cool. So I think the question we've got to ask ourselves is, are you an alcoholic? You know, I think there are a lot of people these days that are borderline alcoholics. You know, like I have a, a massive problem with my clientele, 35, 40 plus women. I think yep. there's probably, you know, there's probably a very, not high, but there's a very probably uh, serious percentage of people that need to have a look at themselves and go, can I go without a drink? You know what I mean? Because it is a really common problem. Like yeah. I, I um, you know, like I do dry delight every year. I've done it last two years and it's one of the most amazing things to do. I, I like drinking. I'll be someone that will binge drink as well mm -hmm. on occasion. However, I think the big thing with alcohol and where everyone gets it wrong is they make it a daily ritual rather than something that you earn. Okay, I think if you're gonna go and treat yourself, whether it's alcohol, sugar, whatever, okay, and it's something that's not gonna be good for you, and you know that, it needs to be something put in small percentages, and you need to put a large 80% of work in to earn that 20% of time. Like for me, with my life, 80% of my life, I live like my body is a temple, and I eat really well, I drink lots of water, I very rarely drink alcohol during the week. Yep. I may have like the Italian, a glass of beer with, if I'm out for dinner or, or a wine out of dinner. But if I am going to do it, the reason why I feel like I, I warranted going out for a drink is I put in six days of training, but I've eaten really well that whole week. So in my ways, and I'm not saying you do it every week, it's a way of balancing it. And what most people are with wine is out of balance. They think it's a daily ritual. They think a bottle is a daily ritual. That's not healthy. You know yep. what I mean? A glass a day, that's debatable, not my idea of ecstasy. I think that's also borderline alcoholic if you can't go a day without having a glass of wine. But I think that's the question you ask yourself, are you an alcoholic? You know, like it's a very confronting question. I would say a lot of you are borderline on that page of yeah, can't go without it. Alcoholic tendencies. Tendencies, but which is my in my opinion an alcoholic. But yeah. anyway, okay. Number two, weight plateauing. So we've talked about wine. So weight plateauing, right? So Let's talk about weight plateauing. This is for Narissa Roberts, who's one of my dearest clients. She's been with me a long time. She's a hard worker. She eats well. She, um, you know, is she's she's not a small lady. You know what I mean? She's quite tall. Big build. Big, Big build. But she's a, a machine in the gym, consistent with her training. But she weight plateaus. So talk to me about that. And probably from your degree, we could probably get down the lines of maybe some insulin sensitivity. Um, you know, I think I'll definitely talk about training, how to shock the body. But from you as a therapist, what's some of the common things you would suggest for people that weight plateau? Well, weight plateauing quite often comes from, if you like any type of plateau, you're doing a certain level of exercise, 
You think, yeah, I'm getting there, whether it's, you know, walking, you know, three kilometres a day and you build up five kilometres a day and then you plateau. You've got to mix it up. You've got to undulate it. You have to make changes. And so when we weight plateau, it's like the, the body is getting into its natural default. So we've all got computers, you know, they have a default setting, return to default if everything goes wrong. Well, that body does have this default setting. And what quite often happens is we get what we call this basic insulin resistance. Now, this can just come from habitual lifestyle where your spleen and pancreas is producing insulin in the body, and that's part of your blood sugar regulation, combining it, it's working together with your liver, which is all converting foods into sugars for muscle fuel and muscle energy. And so it gets to the point where the insulin is just not able to cross cellular walls and do its work. And we call this the resistance. Because the body just going, ah, can't be bothered. No, it's you know, bad. Yeah, you know, you're just doing something, so you get away. And that's what the liver does. If it can't use it for fuel, it goes, what will I do with this excess energy? I'll put it as fat. So, you know, if you've got parts of your body, and generally, you've got parts of your body where you are, have extra padding as well. And that padding tends to be a bit more sort of doughy-like, a bit more watery, yep. what we call in Chinese medicine, the, the flesh, yes. if you like. And out of the flesh, quite often, we get the cellular. And this is actually fat globules permeating through the, the dermis walls of the skin there and coming up under the surface in that flesh, and it's creating that dimpling effect. So all this is to do is you know, really have this insulin imbalance. So you've got to step in and, and change that. As I say, undulation. So cool. um, people talk about uh, mixing up their diets as well, but yeah, look, a traditional way to do this is do a daily fast every, yeah. you know, every couple of weeks. Once, or once change a week. it, yeah, change yeah, it yeah. up as, as well. Um, yeah. We do suggest things with high potassium. Look, you know, I suggest this organic barley grass is a great one. You need to take this for about three months. It'll help affect that. It'll affect your kidney function, your spleen, pancreas yep. function, your liver function yep. as part of that change, that sort of default. You've yep. got to get lots of strong leafy greens in there, but yep. more, more potassium. So avocado as well. Yep. Green um, spinach, green spinach. Kale. Look, bananas have potassium, but you'd have to eat like you know a dozen of them a day. Even avocados, you'd have to eat five or six, which is why we say, you know, give yourself some extra supplementation. Sure, within probiotics. That. But yeah, you've got to break it up. Cool. You've got to mix so, it up. So just to keep on time, so guys, weight plateauing, you need to change what you're doing. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Okay? Look, it's so like, the body responds to shock, okay? If you do, the definition of stupidity, if you continue to do the same thing and get the same result and expect something different, then that's what's going to happen. So look, change your diet, change your, your training, lift heavier weights, lift lighter weights, do more cardio. Like there's so many different ways to train the body. With yourself, Narissa, I'm gonna answer this very specifically for you. Look, Narissa is a 30, she's in her mid-30s, I, I quote, don't quote me on that. 25. 25, yeah. going on 34, 35, same, we're the same age actually. Um, she, she's a mother of two, she's busy, she works um, semi-part-time, and she's a, a full-time carer of her four-year-old child. So look, look, Narissa, you need to be looking at doing stuff like long walks, you know what I mean? For if you wanna get fat boss, you know what yep. I mean? Low intensity state cardio, you need to be looking at upping your weights and going heavier. Yep. I would say safely, like your compound lifting, the post squat, bench press. I think you also need to look at something that I recommend for clients is doing, uh, we do a, a 55 minute training session at the gym. After that, jump on a bike for 10, 15 minutes when you're in that high fat burning zone of just getting another 10, 15 kilos off. 
Either meet a fasting, play around with that. I know, Ray, that's something, yeah. look, I'm not an expert. Um, I have played around with myself, but don't do it regularly. I know the self-ray is a big part of your, I actually recommend that to my partner, Jen. But intermittent fasting is something to look at. I know a lot of people do a one-day fast, like yeah. full once a week. So there's a bunch of different ways to do it, but the reality is if you continuously do the same thing, most people hate change, you've got to change what you're doing. Yeah. And shock the body. And, and, and look, you know, for me, I, people yeah. tell me all the time how great their diets are. And, uh, you know, on occasion I get to go and see people's houses that, that I actually treat. And often what they tell me and what they do... Are too complete. Well, separate. not so much. It's, it's in their interpretation. Yeah. What is, is yeah. a healthy diet as well. Yeah. So I, I like to think of people say, what would you do? What would you serve up if you invited me for dinner? Yeah. You know, and what would I see? Yeah. So take a big photo. We, we do this as a challenge for people. Yeah. Take a photograph of your pantry yeah. and send it to us. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't like doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were really yeah. like it. And you, you'll see there's always something that's tweaking and I'll guarantee there's stuff there that you think is good for you Which is that it's not. Which is not. Cool. cool. So to be on time, last one. Emotional binge eating. So we had a lot of responses different. Um, I don't want to call anyone out about emotional binge eating. There was a few people talking about tin cans. I think wine comes into that as well. So we've got a couple of minutes, Ray. Let's wrap this one yeah. up. Emotional binge eating. Talk to me about it. Well, look, I'm a member of TTA, Tin yep. Tans Anonymous. Yep. You know, I just stay you away quit. from them. Oh, well. I, quit, uh, <laughs> I stay away from them. I've had a Tin Tan in a long time. I've known one in a year. I remember last time I had a Tin Tan. Anyway, you it, it, It's like that thing, whether, it, whether it's alcohol, whether it's, it's food, whether it's relationships. Yeah. People do emotional stuff, which is damaging for them. Yep. Once again, if it's hurting you, don't do it. If yep. it's helping you, do, do it. it. Yeah. So with the emotional stuff, you've got to look for well, what can I put in its place? So I'm very much a uh, guy could be an addictive eater. So I simply don't have it in my pantry. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a real out of sight, out of mind. Yes, is my best self control. Sure. So for me, and for me, look, you know, if, if I'm going to do some emotional eating, I'll buy a packet of crisps. Oh wow, you go all out, oh, Jesus. 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 Um, you bad boy. And that's what satisfies me yeah. you know, to, to, to what it is. Right. So but for me, you know, I still go through oh shit, what am I you know yeah. doing? So your emotional eating can relate to, to anything, but it's identifying and seeing it, you can exchange that with something that you know is less damaging for your yeah. body and then wean off. But the best thing is, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Sure. So I've got a good way. It's about choice. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And people make consistent bad choices. And 80% of the population make consistent bad choices with their health and fitness. That's why we have work. And I hate to say it, and this is so blunt, but the reality is most of our clients do this. You know what yeah. I mean? It's very rare. You get someone who and then gets to this point and it's that keeps a very high level of, you know, standards, habits, rituals, da da da. So here's the thing, all right? You've got a choice. Something happens in life and it sucks, okay? So for me, all right, if I, I've had a couple of quite traumatic incidents in the last few years that go into graphic detail. I look at them, I take about 24 hours to so I don't go to alcohol or drugs where most people do or binge eating or whatever. I look at it and go, what's something positive I can do to make myself feel better, okay? Now for me, all right, and I'm different to Ray, like for me, I'm not gonna go for a packet of Smiths. That's not my thing of a bad diet break, okay? 
But for me, there's two things in my life that I know that really make me feel good, and that's my martial arts training, and that's yeah. worth spending time on my business, you know? So a couple few years ago, um, you know, I had a, quite a traumatic incident. I looked at it, I went, cool. Well, how do I turn this negative into a positive, okay? So I then put my head down with my business, and I set a goal of getting my black belt in my jiu-jitsu, and both those goals I've achieved by the jiu-jitsu two or three, two and a half, three, three, whatever it was, three years ago. But the reality is, is you have to stop making stupid decisions when you feel like shit. Yeah, okay? You have to stop doing it. You have to be like, cool, look, I feel like crap. Now I can go and exercise, or I can go and meditate, or I can go and spend time with my family, or whatever it is on your happy list that makes you feel good. But most people go, they have the devil and the angel in the air, and they listen to the devil, and that's why people are fat, that's why people are overweight, that's why people are depressed. And you know, you've got to find a habit of break. Now, my best advice is go and see a psychologist. You know, like honestly, like my job as a PT is 90% psychology. You know what I mean? And it's the same with you, Ray. You yeah. know, the treatment is a byproduct of actually psychologically motivating and holding that client accountable, yeah. depending on who the client is. But my best bit of advice for the most would be is go and see a psychologist. Like I'll talk to someone about yeah. it, because it's a problem. You've got it, you've got it, you have a mental problem. And I don't mean that like you've got a disease. Actually, I would even say it's a form of disease. You know, my, my opinion, take it for what it's worth. So I think there's, um, you know, some disorders we call Disorder, them, yeah. disease, whatever you want to call it. Yep. But I think there's some really good weight loss psychologists. I think there's some really good therapists. Ray is a great one. You know what I mean? I, who I think is, I've gone to for counseling over the years. I think you've also got naturopaths. You know, Nikki Wood is a, you know, I'll we'll put a tag underneath for Nikki. Um, is a fantastic, especially working with hormonal women, which we get quite a lot. So, yeah, don't talk to someone. I think that's the number one thing. Don't don't pick the wine bottle. Pick the go upwards rather than downwards. Take the upward path. Take the higher road. You know, most people don't do it. You know, and we can say it over and over and over again, Ray. But you know, it's a matter of saying it and a matter of doing it. Two completely different things. Well, for me, it is getting that balance. I mean, I, I work in a bodywork therapy uh, where I consider that the the body needs to be in tune to tune the mind, yeah. not just tuning the mind. I feel a lot better after our treatment yesterday. Oh, good, yeah, I yeah. feel great. Yeah. So, and you know, that's part of it. If you're in these default systems, if you have your own sort of addictions, you know, come along for treatments to heaven's sake. Exercise. Know? Because as when we get your body moving more efficiently, your mind becomes more efficient. And in fact, look, you know, I'm doing a, a $49 thing at, at the moment. You come along for a, a treatment and you get a full body map assessment, yep. facial assessment, body assessment, we go through your structure, etc. talk about life strategies, so we do a whole sort of session. So that's, sure. you know, that's an offer of just going out at the moment, so you know, hit sure. me up if you're into something. All right, guys, oh, we're gonna wrap it up with that. Give us a one of you watching this live, give us a two of you watching this in time. Have a great, we are gonna to continue to do this show over the break. Ray's not going anywhere, I'm not going anywhere, I'm gonna stay in the country for the next month or so. Oh. No, I will be. <laughs> Hope no, I am. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be for Christmas. But um, like I said, just look out for our Facebooks the day before. We're going to be posting, um, you know, a, 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 what, what sort of queries we're after. But I hope that's answered a lot of your questions, especially Narissa. Um, you know, especially guys about wine, um, about you know weight plateauing, and about emotional binging. If you've got any value, guys, please share this. You know, tag a friend. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Help. Yeah. And um, we're here to help. If anything, or like once again. Comment underneath if you um you know if you've got any topics you'd like us to cover in the future and PM us anything you want. If you want to answer it honestly, that's not a problem. You know, like um you know some of the stuff here we 
went quite general and other things like Marissa asked a very specific question, so we answered that. Good. Go from there. Yeah. All right. Have a Thanks, good day. Man. See Bye. ya.